Genesis chapter 17, verses 1 through 8. When Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am almighty God. Walk before me and be blameless, that I may make my covenant between me and you, and may multiply you greatly. Then Abram fell on his face, and God said to him, Behold, my covenant is with you, and you shall be the father of a multitude of nations. No longer shall shall your name be called Abram, but your name shall be Abraham. For I have made you the father of a multitude of nations. I will make you exceedingly fruitful, and I will make you into nations, and kings shall come from you. And I will establish my covenant between me and you and your offspring after you throughout their generations for an everlasting covenant to be God to you and to your offspring after you. And I will give to you and to your offspring and after you the land of your sojournings, all the land of Canaan for an everlasting possession. And I will be their God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. All right, Jackson, today's a big moment. Our buddy Abe. (laughs) <laughs> he he's he gets a new name. He goes from Abram to Abraham. Woo. And you know what seemingly doesn't seem like, you know, the biggest deal. There's actually a lot going on here. And, you know, just to kind of set up all this, this is a little, you know, ODR uh Bible cut or Bible reading cheat code yeah. that I love. There's an app, free app called Step Bible. There you go. Every word, it's just like a normal Bible app, but every word you can click on it and it brings up like the etymology, what it means, synonyms, other places it's used. It's And it's really beautifully designed. It's really, really easy way to go deeper. And one of the things that I love to use it for, especially in the Old Testament, uh, in my personal devotion, and I use it literally every day with our daily rhythm, is to look at names and what they mean because there's so much significance. And so we've talked about this. Abram means exalted father. Mm. So we see this sense of like narrative irony. There's this exalted father who is unable to have kids and is promised kids can't still cannot have kids. And then here God renames him Abraham, which means father of a multitude. And so Abram, just wants a child. Yeah. He wants an heir. Mm-hmm. And that was a deeply cultural desire. You know, there's a lot of shame and, mm-hmm. and honor that, you know, runs into all this. And, you know, that's definitely a thing in old cultures, but it's still a thing today. Like, you know, infertility is like one of the hardest struggles that Absolutely. so many people face like in their life. Mm-hmm. And so this is not like a past thing. So here God renames him father of a multitude and he really he really expands and underlines so much of his promise to to abraham which is i'm not just going to give you a kid so that you have an heir but i i will make you i've made you the father of a multitude of nations is what god says in verse five so jackson what do you see in this passage how does it play into this advent theme of waiting for the the messiah yeah there is so much good packed into this passage. Um, you know, it begins with this, I am God almighty, or I am almighty mm. God. Um, you know, and this is getting into the weeds a little bit, but that's actually not a phrase that shows up all that often in the Old Testament. Uh, but when it does, it's almost always meant to be this, this grand encouragement. And so God comes and he's saying, I am almighty. Uh, I am the one who has all power. 
and I'm here to bless you and to offer you some encouragement. And, mm-hmm. and so we, we start off on a really great note, but going from there, you know, my mind goes a little bit to just the idea of fatherhood and making promises to your kids. Um, I don't know if you've experienced something like this before, but you know, there are times where I make promises to my kids and, and I want them to have a great life. So I kind of make a grand promise only to realize my humanity and my inability to make good on my promise. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, a pretty common thing is to make a big promise and then to have to go and amend that promise and offer actually something a little bit smaller. Oof, and, yeah. and that's a hard thing, right? Yeah. Um, but but it's common enough in our world. Yeah. Like we, we know, like we kind of develop this filter of like hearing a particular kind of promise and realizing oh, that's probably a little too yeah. grand, but it'll probably be knocked down yeah. a notch or two. Well, we've been talking about that. We've been talking about 221 you yeah. know, in the past days, like a, a building project will really teach you about that. Exactly. Like, you know, like a contractor tells you you're going to be in, in, you know, May uh-huh. and then like October rolls around and we're like, squeezing to get on? it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The architect tells you you've got 800 seats or a thousand seats in the, yeah. in the room. And then it turns out to be yeah. 700. Yeah, or something, yeah right? exactly. Yeah. There, there's well these acquainted amendments. This. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and so you might, expect that you would approach God's promises that way. And so back in Mm, chapter 15, you see God make these grand promises to Abraham that he's going to make Abraham um, uh, have a son and his descendants are going to be as numerous as the stars in the sky. Yeah. Well, God doesn't amend his promise to make it a lesser promise. Yeah. Instead, he expands on the glory of the promise. And, And so we see that, for instance, uh, uh, you know, it's not just that Abraham is going to have descendants. These descendants, they're going to be kings. Mm. You know, these descendants, they're going to experience amazing things. Um, he's not just going to be a father to one. He's going to be a father to a multitude. Yeah. There, there, there are these expand, there's an expanding of the promise and a clarifying of the beauty and the scope of the promise that is just awe-inspiring um that's meant to stir up worship in us you know you know god comes along and he renames abram he renames him into abraham and you know in our our day and age changing your name is weird maybe Mm. but it's not necessarily uncommon it's a it's a thing that you kind of have a a category for and it just means that you are are going by something different kool-aid mckinstry yeah kool-aid exactly Chad Ochocinco. Yeah, right. <laughs> but um, with that, though, as we think about the Old Testament, we might, if if that's sort of the lens we're viewing a, a change in name, we might miss something really significant. Mm. To change, names have real value. They have importance in the Old Testament. And, and a, a change in name essentially means a change in destiny. Mm. It means a change in purpose. Yeah. And so we see we see God doing something extravagant when he changes Abram's name to Abraham. He goes Mm -hmm. from being someone who experiences, you know, something good, but, but relatively small in scope to being the father of a multitude of nations. Mm -hmm. And and you see this, this great expanse of the promise. So there's something really special happening in here. And it, it doesn't take a lot for you to realize that this is ultimately leading to Jesus, which is going to be, the the great expanse of the promise and we're going to see just how beautiful the promise is in christ Mm. if you turn back a page in the bible to genesis 16 
Abraham tries to Abraham at the time tries a little cheat code. Yeah. He, he he commits adultery with the blessing of his wife, right? So that they can sort of have a, a son, Ishmael. And if you read past, you know, then we have today's reading. So you know, basically, in the face of this huge, and then you know, the birth of Ishmael just creates a ton of issues. And Sarah changes her mind and, and kind of basically abuses Hagar and, and they drive them out. And then we have, you know, the Lord comes and he he reaffirms. He's like, no, I know what I'm doing. And in fact, it, what I'm doing is greater than what you have your sights mm-hmm. set on. And then if you read past our reading today into later into Genesis 17, Abraham, he laughs. He falls on his face and laughs. And says, is a, shall a child be born to a man who is 100 years old? Shall Sarah, who is 90 years old, bear a child? Yeah. And he said, oh, that Ishmael might live before you. So he just begs with God, like, God, just meet me in the middle here. Yeah. I got, like, I got a son. He's ready to go. Just give us a blessing and, and, you know, build the nation from him. Yeah. And then God says no. And he promises the birth of his son, he says, you shall call his name Isaac, which means he laughs. So the laughter of Abraham, this unbelief, it is this foundation upon which God is going to be faithful to his prom- to his promises. And, you know, it reminds me of uh, the New Testament passage. When we are faithless, he remains faithful. Amen. Praise God. And, and so I, I think there's just an amazing encouragement here yeah. that God's promises are always greater than we ask or think. Yep. And they're always fulfilled. Amen. And we can find hope in that. And when we can really force ourselves and fight to believe that, then that's when we can get to a position of waiting for the Lord, which we see all throughout the Psalms. And, you know, Psalm 130, uh, my soul waits for the Lord more than watchmen for the morning. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. You know, it's so cool that this is just sort of an aside, but the kindness of the Lord to rename Abra, Abraham or Abram into Abraham, you know, now every single time we utter the name Abraham, we are reminded of the promises yeah. of God. Amen. Right? Yeah. Isn't that wild? Yeah. Like, like there will never be a time after Genesis 17 where somebody doesn't call out to Abraham and he's not reminded, Oh yeah, God has made a promise to me mm-hmm. that, that I will be a father of multitudes and there's not a time where if we understand who Abraham is that we won't read his name and we won't consider him. We won't remember, oh yeah, God has done something, mm-hmm. you know, huge. God has changed a person's destiny and in changing this person's destiny has changed a people's destiny mm-hmm. and ultimately an eternity. And, and and so, yeah, God is a very kind God and we see how good his promises are here in the beginning of Genesis. Yeah, and you know, the the promises that God fulfills in our life, you know, I, I just think like for me, also for Abraham, the big sore spot is, you know, this inability to have children. And right. like you said, every time we say the name Abraham, father of a multitude, it's it's not ironic anymore. It's no. true. Like Amen. God, God was and has been and is faithful to that promise. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, the Lord redeems the most broken and hopeless parts of our stories. And it's, it's oftentimes we, we 
want to meet in the middle on something that makes a little bit more sense to us or is that a little or is a little easier mm -hmm. and you know i mean i i can even think on a personal level like the fact that i'm here sitting in this chair right now talking about scripture and that you know i lead singing songs mm -hmm. and, and all that i just think of all the ways that my words in my lifetime have been you know crude hurtful hateful mm -hmm. and just generally detestable and that you know the lord would be patient yeah to to work in spite of that it is such a blessing and so amazing to me yeah and, and you know i think it's just a great reminder today that that god is faithful to redeem parts of us that we give up on yeah, the best of men are men at best, yeah. and God still uses these uh, uses these men to accomplish His purposes. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, He's a very good God. Yeah, absolutely. Well, another great word of encouragement as we wait for the Messiah, Genesis 17. We'll see you tomorrow for Jackson Randall. This is Will Carlisle. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for Our Daily Rhythm.